Hello, hello to the GBG fam. How's it going out there? Uh, we are back with some more fun conversations. Uh, well, I guess the word fun is a little subjective in this case because this is more traumatizing for me than anything, but it, it's fun for these two jerks to listen to. So. Yeah, we didn't experience it. We just get to hear about her experience. So um, it's fun. So <laughs> the, the name of the episode may be a little bit misleading, but uh, this is codenamed Bob. So, this this is kind of a oh how do I even explain the what happened? The tale of Bob, a man, of a boy at the time, a boy, a <laughs> uh, situation, a stalker, uh, Unfor- weirdo. Uh, unfortunately, a stalker situation. Yes, that is probably the most accurate way I can think to describe this. Um, so it, it may be well known that I am a biromantic asexual. And that because I have red hair, I attract a lot of unwanted attention from the male gender. Species. Uh, species. Species. <laughs> um, I am very unfortunate in the romance department. I have not had good experiences. And by that, I mean I have had at least two to three stalkers and one guy who tried to date rape me. So, is it any wonder that I'm mostly asexual? I love, how is your romantic life? Unfortunate. And she's like, <laughs> unfortunate. If, okay, you know, like, when you see on social media where it's like, oh, you know, describe your life or describe your love life as, you know, the title of a movie. Mine would literally be a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. 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 I agree. That is how I describe my love life. It, it, it has been a series of unfortunate events. Yeah. And you're only, like, 24 years old. I'm only 24 years old, and I already have enough stalker stories to fill a small book. It's no, a small book. A small book. Not a big book. Usually books are, like, book. filled with, like, one stalker. More like a novella than a yeah. full yeah. book. I mean, Harlequin novels about yeah. your uh, I could probably stalkers. write a Harlequin novel about my stalkers. Oh, that's, that's oh dear. things. Great. Um, so, yeah, the first one that we're, well, the one that I'm going to talk about is <laughs> Codename Bob. So, Bob and I used to go to the same high school together. And <laughs> I, I would like to preface this by saying his real name is not Bob. This is obviously a code name because, you know, I don't want to blast his name out there because maybe he's changed. This was back, again, when we were in high school. This was when I was in grade nine at the time. So, um, believe it or not, Bob and I had actually gone to the same middle school together and the same high school. But you know how you know, like, who people are? Yeah. but. Like, you're aware of them, but you don't know, know them. them. Do you know yeah, what I mean? You like, never had a conversation, but you know We never names. interacted. We never had a conversation. We never nothing. Um, so at one point we ended up being in the same homeroom together. So we called it advocacy in, uh, my school. So we had the same advocacy teacher and, um, our advo class was held in the foods room in one of the buildings of the school. And, uh, at one point, uh, let me start this off by saying that I hated my advocacy <laughs> teacher, my first advocacy teacher. I hated him so much that I ended up actually uh, changing advo classes, which we will get into in this story. <laughs> but um, I hated this guy with a passion. And I was a huge dork in high school. So for me to say that I hated any one of my teachers was like... She was like a use. nerdy type and she just... Yeah. yeah they yeah. had to do something real wrong. Yeah. They, they had to really mess up. So... um. In grade nine, we had the same Advo teacher. And again, like, I knew that he was there. I was aware of him. But again, we never talked. We never even, like, we didn't even sit at the same 
advocacy general table because in the foods room with the way it worked it was more like long sort of bench tables we weren't even at the same sort of like desk yeah so grade nine nothing grade 10 nothing grade 11 nothing it wasn't until I reached my grade 12 year that my troubles with this (laughs) Bob 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 character began this character um so again all through middle school, nothing. And then all through high school, nothing. Even though we had the same advocacy class. Like, he never tried to talk to me. We also shared a band class together. Like, he never tried to talk to me there either. So, like, very much just knew who he was. Never spoke to the guy. Never looked at the guy. Nothing. I was literally just about to say, maybe he saw that you grew. Like, you know, like, boobs and butt. But then, well, <laughs> well, again, well, I'm like, well, if anyone, if, if oh. anyone's ever met me, everybody knows that I don't have boobs, nor do I have a butt. Those just never grew in. So, you know, I don't think that was the case. He just likes your legs. No, 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 no. The horror. Um, so, no. Um, grade 12 year finally comes around, and I still hate my advocacy teacher with a burning <laughs> passion. And at one point, he had ended up needing to step out of the room to go in. I think he got called to the principal's office, and I thought it was hilarious. Uh, It was probably just for a meeting or something like that, but I thought it was funny because it sounded like he was getting called to the (laughs) office because he was in trouble, and I hated him. (laughs) But regardless, um, so a lot of our advocacy class decided, screw it, we're just going to ditch class. Mm -hmm. I was a dork. As much as I hated this teacher, I was not going to skip class because, you know, ha, nerd. But, so I stayed in the room, but that doesn't mean that I wasn't going to get up to shenanigans. <laughs> so I was actually normally a very quiet, studious person throughout high school. I don't know what got into me that day, if it was just because I hated this teacher or what, but I started goofing off, like, <laughs> unlike I normally would be. So at one point, I had started rummaging through all of the cupboards behind the prep desk. Oh, God, I hope no one from high school ever <laughs> hears this. Um, I started like rummaging through the covers and I had found a bottle of Nesquik chocolate syrup. <laughs> and so because everyone else had ditched, I was just goofing off. So without thinking, I stuck this bottle of Nesquik chocolate syrup into my shirt and yeah. I was pretending to quote unquote steal it. Yeah. I obviously put it back afterwards, yeah. didn't even take anything out of the <laughs> bottle. But you know, it was like, I'm going to take this. And I turned around and I realized Bob was still in the room. <laughs> I didn't know he was there. That's how much he was not on my radar. Yeah. Like, I was not even aware that he was still in the room with so me. So he was the only person in there with you? There were, like, two other people, but, uh, yeah, he was one of them. And the other two people were laughing because they were yeah. watching me, and they were like, wow, we've never seen you act like this before. Yeah. Bob never even said anything. Yeah. He just kind of looked at me, <laughs> no. and I was like, oh, that's awkward. He okay. immediately fell in love. I hope that's not what caused this. Oh, she's a badass. I love her. <laughs> I hope that's not what happened. And my soulmate with the chocolate she syrup. She steals <laughs> chocolate syrup. She's my soulmate. Are you guys trying to kill me? Stop. She is <laughs> the love of my she's life. The she's love of my life with a bottle of Nesquik the, syrup. The Nesquik thief. The Nesquik thief. <laughs> um, so, no, obviously, Grand it, you know. Grand Nesquik. Grand Theft Nesquik. He, uh, <laughs> Nesquikly fell for you. Oh, <laughs> oh, this is painful for me. Oh, no. Uh, it's, it's um, fun for us, though. So, no, I ended up putting this bottle of Nesquik syrup back, and, um, I guess after class, I was walking down the hallway, and he approached me for the first time, and he was just like, hey, and I was like, uh, oh god no he saw me and I was like hey because you know he was a really quiet kid too so my first thought was oh god I hope he doesn't tell my advocacy teacher what I was doing um but he just says you know oh you seemed like you were having really like a lot of fun in class today and I was like 
this is a mm. weird conversation, but obviously he had never even spoken to me before, so I was like, maybe he's just really awkward. And yeah. I had noticed that this kid normally <laughs> sat alone. Like, I hate to say this, do you know those really, really, I was a dork in high school, yeah. but do you know those dorky kids who used to bring their gaming systems to play oh at lunch because they literally did not interact with yeah. anyone? He was one of those people. So initially, I was like, in the back of my head, I'm going, I've known... I've known about this kid since, like, middle school. I kind of feel bad because he seems like he doesn't have a lot of friends. Yeah. yeah. And I am the type of person where I'm, like, I feel bad for you. Like, I feel bad. So I was, like, you know what? If it makes this kid feel better, I'll talk to him at least. Yeah. You know, I'll, at least I'll be polite. I'm not just going to ignore him. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, a very jilted, awkward conversation as I'm walking to my next class. And he's just kind of walking with me. And we're just making, like, very awkward small talk because it seems like he has no idea how to interact yeah. with me. And I'm already very socially awkward, so his awkwardness was not helping my awkwardness. No. I was like, this is a nightmare scenario. So, of course, I get to the door of my next classroom, and I'm like, ha, 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 I'm going to go now. Bye. <laughs> so I just, like, zoom into the room. And he kind of stands there. And one of my friends, I'm going to call her CZ, uh, is looking at me from the table, and she goes, what was that about? And I'm like, nothing. I just felt bad for this kid. Uh. Like, it, it was a whole awkward situation. So I didn't really think anything of it. Um, until I got to band class the next day and we had band like first period and I go there and you know, he sits right behind me because I played trumpet and French horn in high school, but I mainly did trumpet at the time. So he played trombone. So he sat like, or no, did he? No, he wasn't a trombone player. He played euphonium or tuba. Uh, euphonium? It was either the euphonium or the tuba. I can't remember. Oh God. Uh, I'm aging myself. Can't uh. remember high school. Ha. Huh? But anyway. So he sat, like, right behind me in our band section, and, you know, he started talking to me from behind, and I was a little bit surprised, but I was just like, you know, whatever, I guess. So I kind of turn around, and I'm making awkward small talk as, you know, some of my other band friends are looking at me like, since when do you talk to Bob? And I'm yeah. just like, I felt bad uh, for the guy, okay? I'm not just going to ignore him. Like, he's already kind of a social pariah. I'm not going to make it worse. <laughs> so, you know, I, I didn't think it was any big deal, until once again I got out of class and he started kind of like following me and trying to talk to me and I was just like again feeling bad and I was like I'm, I'm not gonna be rude whatever you know it, it's no it wasn't really any skin off my nose pardon yeah. the phrase but you know it, it was just kind of like he's not hurting anybody he's just awkward and I felt bad yeah. and this is the personality trait that continually gets me into trouble is this feeling bad for other people when I feel uncomfortable I usually have a very good sense of, like, when red flags are going up, I'm like, okay, this is not a good situation. But I am the type of person to kind of sometimes ignore those red flags if I feel like addressing the problem would yeah. make it harder on somebody else. Do you know what I mean? So, um, yeah, he just, he kept trying to talk to me class after class after class. Like, he would try to walk me to my other classes and whatnot, and I was like, Okay, whatever. It's kind of weird, but I think he's just desperate yeah. for friends. He he he's never just awkward. He never really bothered me at lunch, but I think that's because my friend CZ and I shared a locker at the time, and she would give him the death glare yeah. anytime he tried to approach. Um, so he stayed far away. He did not like CZ at yeah. all, and CZ did not like him yeah. at all. Um, so eventually, he ends up starting to message me on social media, and I was like. Okay, weird. But he started talking about how he wanted to write books. and I, or He didn't want to write books. He wanted to write screenplays. And I, at the time, you know, I was heavy into English and writing and yeah. everything. And I was like, you know what? If this is a topic that we share, you know what? I'm willing to have a conversation yeah. with anybody about yeah, writing. Discussion. 
So I was like, cool, like, what are you writing? And he said, oh, it's just kind of screenplay stuff. And I was like, oh, that's cool. That's not really my style. Like, I don't read screenplays and yeah. I don't write screenplays. But, you know, good on you. Like, if you like writing, love what you do, you know? Yeah. Um, so eventually it got to this situation where, um, as you all know, I've addressed it before, but my dad had passed away in grade nine. And so, you know, when it came to that time of year, every year, um, it, it would be very hard on me. So I usually took off the day of his passing, yeah. which is uh, January 21st. So, you know, January 21st rolls around and I decide, you know what, I'm really not feeling it. I'm not going to go to school today. Yeah. I just, I, I'm not in a good headspace. Um, so I'm just kind of sitting there dicking around on social media because mom knew that I was home. She had no problem <laughs> with it. She knew what I was going through. Um, but all of a sudden he pops up on my messenger and he's like, where were you today? And I was mm -hmm. like, I'm at home. Yeah. And, you know, at first part of me was like, oh, he's probably just going to ask if I'm okay or yeah, something. Like, oh, sick, are you sick? Yeah. Like, whatever. But that's not what happened. What happened was he went off on me. Jesus. Oh, you ruined my day. How dare you not come to school? I was excited to see you today. Like, I kept waiting for you to walk through the door. And I'm sitting there, and it's message after message yeah. after message. And I'm not saying anything. Like not I'm just like, yeah. I am just watching these messages roll in. And this is where the tipping point happens. And I go... Oh, God, what have I just gotten myself into? Because he had never shown any of these sort of, like, weird yeah. manic signs before. And just all of a sudden, it was just bing, 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 bing. The messages are coming through, and they're, like, escalating and escalating yeah. and escalating. And I'm like, holy, oh my, oh, my God. And so, finally, like, in the middle of him ranting at me about how I've ruined his day yeah. by not coming to school without telling him, how dare I not tell him yeah. that I wasn't coming, um, I finally go, look, it's none of your business, but you know, this is the anniversary of my dad's passing. So I really don't yeah. need shit like this today yeah. of all days. And on top of that, it's none of your business about why I do or do not come to school. Yeah. Like, and at that point I stopped messaging him. I like muted the notifications, you know, and I was just like, whatever. And I, I just had it at that point and I was like, nope. And you know, I checked back later, and he had continued to message me, but at that point, I, I just wasn't having any yeah. of it, so I didn't read any of the messages. I was like, no, because I already wasn't in a good headspace, and I didn't need some guy that I was just being polite to. Yeah. Like, I would not have considered us friends or even acquaintances. Yeah. I was just trying to be nice to this guy. Yeah. And I was like, I'm not putting up with this no. on the anniversary of my dad's death. I don't need this. No. This is why I didn't go to school. Yeah. Like, fuck off. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, it was not a good situation. I was very unhappy. And, you know, the next day I go back to class and, you know, I didn't share any classes with him mm -hmm. on th the next day. But, you know, I, like, if I saw him walking down the hallway, I walked in the other direction. I was like, I don't want to <laughs> interact with you. Like, yeah. like, I'm not your friend. I'm not your buddy. I, you know, if you're going to treat me like that, I want nothing to do with that's you. that's really, you guys are comfortable. Yeah. yeah. Like, you guys are barely in friends. You acted like you guys are, like, married. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, what the hell is going on here? So I was just like, no, I'm not dealing with this. I'm not doing this. I was being nice to you before, but if you're going to be a dick. Yeah. Like, I'm checking no out. Like, goodbye. I, I'm not here for this. I was yeah. being nice because I felt bad for you. At this point, I don't feel bad for you anymore yeah. because you're asshole. <laughs> this is why you don't have friends. Whatever. Um, and then I, he messaged me on social media and... I guess he was trying to apologize, and I just kind of wanted to close the whole situation off. So I was like, you know what? It's cool. It's fine. But look, I don't really want to talk <laughs> yeah, anymore, you yeah, know? Um, I was just like, you know, I, this this has just made me really uncomfortable. Yeah. I, I don't want to talk anymore. Mm -hmm. And that's when the even weirder messages started. Um, 
I, I don't want to get into a lot of what it said, uh, but a lot of it made me extremely uncomfortable. We'll phrase it that way. Um, at one point, he ended up calling me his demon queen. <laughs> this is the type of person we're dealing with here, okay? So um, you can imagine that I am extremely uncomfortable. And at this point, I decide to block him. I am just, yeah. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have this, he had this entire fantasy of us built up in his head. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm, nope, I am not here for this. He probably this, wrote like a pad about you. I'm just like, <laughs> I, I did not sign up for this. Like, no. A Bob and Abby fan fiction. A whole like smut series. <laughs> uh, well, this is where, mm, this is where it gets worse. Cause you're not wrong. Ah. Um, okay, so I blocked him on social media, and he tries to approach me in school, and I am ignoring him, and literally it got to the point where I had kind of explained the situation to my teachers. They were letting me out of class five minutes early so yeah. I could disappear into the hallways before Bob could follow me anywhere. Yeah. Um, it, it was that kind of serious. Yeah. And, you know, um, at one point I had walked up towards my locker and I saw him standing at my locker and I'm going, oh God, what is he doing there? And <laughs> CZ was with me and we're both just kind of watching him and he looks like he's putting something into my locker and I'm like, oh no, oh no, oh no. So he wanders off and so CZ and I approach the locker and I'm like, I don't know what he put in there and I'm kind of scared to find out. So she unlocks the locker and opens it and out spills a bunch of pages. Uh. And I'm like, what the hell is this? I pick up one of the pages and I realize it is an entire fan fiction based around him and I together. <laughs> I am horrified. Yeah. I am horrified. And some of the things that were written there, I was like, oh my God, it would have been easily at least 100 to 150 pages. Yeah. And one by one, he must have slid them through the edge of my locker because yeah. there's no way to get like a bunch of papers through there, right? He must have been standing there for God knows how long, putting all of these pages <laughs> into my locker. And at the end, he must have been forcing them in because a lot of them were crumpled up, yeah. right? Because there was no oh more space God. in the yeah. locker. And I'm going, oh my God, what is happening? I am horrified. CZ looks at this and she's just like, nope, 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 he's not doing this. So she grabs the papers, bunches them up, storms her ass down the hallway because <laughs> she knows that his next class is biology because he shared a biology class with one of our other uh, mutual friends. Mm -hmm. And she opens the door, stares him dead in the eye, holds up the papers, and slams them into the trash can before walking I out. That. And yeah. I was just like, thank That's you. So because good. I was like, yeah. I would not have been able to do that. I was just standing there. I wasn't sure to, if I wanted to laugh, if I wanted to cry. I was just horrified. I was like... I did not sign up for this. Yeah. I was just trying to be nice to this guy that I felt bad for. And it completely got me into a situation where things were escalating so quickly, I could not get a handle yeah. on them. I was starting to panic at this point. Like, who knows what he would have done if yeah. he would have gone far further, well, you know? As I said, just him, like, you know, calling me his demon queen and seeing <laughs> this entire, like, fan fiction written about us being in a relationship yeah. together. And it, if I said that it was, like... Do you know the game series Metroid Prime? Yeah. yeah. Like, he had basically taken that and then swapped <gasps> us into the characters and then uh, made it, like, this post-apocalyptic thing where he yeah. was the hero and I was, you know, like, this cool kind of, not really damsel in distress, but, like, badass woman that yeah. he ends up having to save and everything. And I was like, oh, I'm not doing this. But, like, what did he think? Like, oh, if she reads this, she's oh mine. Oh, my God. Well, that's what worries me because we had talked about writing before, yeah. right? And I was kind of like, maybe he thinks that I'm going to be interested in this. And I was just like... 
Nope, not interested. Don't want. Do not no, want. No, don't no, want. No, no, Honestly, no. like, wouldn't be surprised if he like went into the trash can after he used like a napkin or something, and he like took it from like the trash. I I <laughs> don't even know, but I was just like not having any of it, and so the next thing I knew, um, he was creating a bunch of fake profiles on social media to continue to follow my other social media <laughs> accounts and to try and talk to me. Yeah. And you know, I would get five or six messages from different users who were all just aliases for Bob. And it would just be the same spam messages. Sometimes they would be apologizing for, you know, oh, I'm sorry if I've done anything to offend you. And other times he would be ranting and raving at me going, how could you do this to me? You know, we were so good together. And I'm like, oh, my God. And, you know, eventually my friend CZ decides to take over. And she's like, Abby, you got to do something because he's harassing you. you got to do something. So um, she messages him under my account and goes, look, sorry, I've got a boyfriend and blah, 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 blah. Like, you know, she was trying to make excuses for me. And immediately he jumps all over it and goes, who's this guy? Why have I never heard of him before? Does he go to our school and blah, 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 blah. And um, CZ was just like, oh, no. Because at the time, CZ had a boyfriend who was in university. And, you know, we kind of made up this fake story where it was like we went to a party and, you know, we had – I had met this other guy at the party who was CZ's boyfriend's friend. And, you know, we started dating. And he goes off on me. And, again, he's like, what, are high school boys not good enough for you? Like, don't you think it's disgusting (laughs) dating an older man? Like, what, am I not enough for you? And it was just like – It was like, oh, Jesus. And I was just like, "Um, you know what? I don't want to talk anymore. He keeps messaging, keeps messaging. So CZ takes over again and says, this is Abby's boyfriend. Knock it off or I'm going to knock your teeth out. And Mm. I was like, CZ, don't do that. And, you know, he starts going off again, so we block this account. And, you know, I'm just like, you know what? I'm just not even going to open any of the messages anymore. Yeah. He can message me as many times as he wants under as many aliases as he wants. I am not going to answer. I'm done. Yeah. So it was just like, you know, whatever. Um, so I had talked to the principal at the school at this point, and I was like, look, th- you know, I'm showing him the messages going, this is what's going on, and they're like, we got to do something because this yeah. is not good. Yeah. So I end up moving advocacy classes and everything, and, you know, Again, they're letting me out of classes early so that I can disappear into the hallways because he hasn't done anything to the point that would result in him being expelled or anything. So there really wasn't a lot they could do other than moving my classes. And unfortunately, there was only one band class. They couldn't get me out of that, and he sat right behind me. Mm -hmm. But what they did was move me farther down the line. So, you know, it it was so awkward because this entire time during any class that I had to share with him, I could feel him staring at me this entire time, and it was so uncomfortable yeah. like you couldn't even just be yourself in class or no anything. I couldn't because I constantly had my head down at my desk going oh my god he's staring at me again I can feel him staring at me it was so uncomfortable and finally things escalated to the point I guess there were some people who didn't know what was going on and um I guess he had approached them and he got my phone number from them mm-hmm. and then started the text messaging And it was just like the social media stuff all over again. It was just the same ranting and raving like a lunatic. And so obviously I block his number and I'm like panicking because I'm like, how did he get my phone number? Oh my God, what's happening? So it it finally reached the point where one day I got on public transit to go home and I saw him getting on the same bus as me and my brain goes, Mm. red flag, something's not right. I know that this kid lives in the other direction. I know that he doesn't live in the same direction as me. And so, you know... I'm standing on the bus, and he's trying to stand close to me, but I'm trying to, like, work my way farther <laughs> yeah. towards the doors so that I can stand away from him. And luckily, after school, right, the bus is packed and everything, so I was able to put a little bit of distance between us. But um, 
I finally got off the bus at my house, and he gets off no. at the same stop as me. Oh. And I'm going, oh, God. I book it to my house, and he is just walking, and he is following me. And I get in the door. And at this point, I'm on the verge of crying. I am yeah, panicking. Like, I am terrified. Yeah. Um, I get into the house. I lock the door, and I go towards my living room, and I see this kid standing outside the front of my house and he is just standing there and he is staring at the house and I ended up calling my mom and I was like mom this is what's going on and she was like Abby called the non-emergency police like it was a whole thing finally um a bunch of cadets came by and told this kid to move along and he was very resistant to moving along and at this point I'm just I'm crying on the floor in my living room hiding underneath the window and I'm like this is a goddamn nightmare. Yeah. How did me feeling bad for this kid and trying to be nice, how did it turn into this? Yeah. Yeah. Like, how did it escalate to this point? Like, if he's not even willing to listen to the police, who knows what he would have like, done. And I was so afraid, and it got to the point where my friends were having to, like, chaperone me around the school because if they saw him coming, one of them would jump in the way and make sure that he couldn't follow me while I had to run down the hallway yeah. in the other direction. Yeah. And it got to the point that a lot of people in our grade knew what was going on. And, you know, it, it was a nightmare for me. And, of course, yeah. later that year we ended up graduating. And um, he was obviously at the grad. And all throughout my grad to a certain extent, all throughout our dinner and dance, you know, I was very bothered because the entire time he kept trying to approach me. He kept trying to tell me how beautiful I looked and everything else. And again, I felt like I spent most of my grad hiding behind my friends because this kid would not get the message and leave me alone. He just ruined it for you. He absolutely ruined it for me. And it, it was not a good situation. I felt constantly on edge. I was always looking over my shoulder, especially on the dance floor, because he kept trying to approach me. Yeah. And at that point, hate to say it, teenagers, you know how it is. Yeah. Everyone's trying to bump and grind on the dance floor. Yeah. The <laughs> teachers are yelling at them to stop, but they're not stopping. Yeah. And I was so terrified that this kid was going to come up behind me and try to grab me yeah. or something. And yeah. I was just... I was terrified. I was so scared the entire time. Um, so finally we graduate. Um, we did not end up going to the same university. So luckily I really haven't seen him again. Although there was a time, I think it was about three years ago at this point, that I was busing because I still take public transit to this day just because <laughs> cars are expensive. Yes. But um, I was busing into the dance studio and I saw him get on the bus from his downtown university. Yeah. And I remember, uh, like, PTSD, I just about hit the deck. I was like, oh, God, he's going to see me. And I remember I actually ducked down behind one of the partitions on the bus. People are staring at me like I'm a psycho. Luckily, he decides to sit in the front section of the bus. So I'm, like, watching him from the back of the bus. And literally the next stop, I got off the bus and I waited for the next bus to come because I was like, I'm not risking him seeing me. Especially because at that point I had moved and I was so scared that if he – saw me and figured out what bus I was taking mm-hmm. that he would suddenly start appearing on the he same bus as me. Like yeah. at this point, like you guys are adults, there's nothing that the teacher or the principal could There do, was so nobody in between yeah. us at that point. Yeah. I was just like, I'm not going to risk this guy seeing me. I'm not going to risk this guy knowing my pattern. Yeah. I'm not going to risk this guy knowing what time I'm on the bus, what bus I'm on. Yeah. Absolutely not. You couldn't not. even really get a restraining order because you didn't really do yeah, anything. Yeah, and yeah. unfortunately with the laws in Canada, um, you really can't do anything unless they have physically done yeah, something yeah. to you. If he had tried to hurt me, if he had tried to grab me, if he had tried to do anything, I would have been able to do something. But all the messages, all the threatening gestures and everything else, that wasn't enough for me yeah. to get a restraining order or even like a cease and desist letter. Like it wasn't enough for me to protect myself. Yeah. And ultimately, I hate to say it, but I've said it to anyone who's had problems with stalkers before. Ultimately, it's just a piece of paper. Yeah. If they want to do something, if they want to grab you, if they want to snatch you, if they want to kidnap you, if they want to try to shoot you, 
a piece of paper is not a bulletproof vest. It's not going to stop them. Mm-hmm. So luckily, I have not seen this guy since. But, you know, there is absolutely still a part of me that is forever on edge because I am always afraid of running into this guy yeah. again. And, you know, things were left very much unresolved. And I just hope to never see him again and never experience <laughs> anything like that again. But, uh, yeah, that's my first stalker story. My first of a couple. Crazy Bob. Is there anything you would say to someone who's going through that kind of thing right now? Listen to the red flags. If you feel uncomfortable, listen to the red flags and run. (laughs) Go in the other direction. (laughs) Do not. Here's the thing. Humans are ultimately still animals. And it's something that I've told you before, Leah, because you had a somewhat similar situation happen to you at one point in high school. And I remember telling you at the time, you know, there's a reason that a lot of people tend to feel uncomfortable around these people because they give off this vibe that something just isn't quite right. If you are getting that vibe from someone, there's probably a very good reason. Yeah. As much as you feel bad for them and as much as, you know, they seem to be alone and, oh, you know, maybe if they just had a friend... There is a reason they are alone. You know what I mean? There is a reason other people feel uncomfortable around them, and it's because of that, you know, animalistic sixth sense. You you should be avoiding them too. You know, it you never know what you're gonna get with these people. And it is very, very risky. Like as much as you feel bad, just And the thing is, you know what, it escalated so quickly and I look back and I'm like, is there anything I could have done differently? And ultimately I look back and I'm like, I I think maybe not interacting with him would have helped. But ultimately, I think no matter what, he was already dead set on going on that path. I don't know if he had had a crush on me from middle school. I don't know how long he had been noticing me. I don't know if that day in that foods room during that advocacy class, Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what set him off, if that was the catalyst. Or if he'd been, as I said, harboring feelings for a long time. I don't know what happened. Yeah. But things got so out of hand so fast and, you know, I, I really don't think that there's much I could have done. No. Um, it kind of makes me sad that there is nothing that I could have legally done to protect myself. But again, you know, it's not like a piece of paper would have stopped him anyway. Hell, like the <laughs> cadets barely got him yeah. away from my yeah. house the yeah. day he followed me. So I don't think anything would have stopped him. All I can say is that if someone is making you uncomfortable, block them, drop them, get rid of them, do what you need to do to keep yourself safe. Because yeah. once things start escalating, like getting them to stop is next to impossible. So just keep yourself safe, you know. And, you know, I I do look back on it now and I do laugh a little bit. But I think if he were ever to make a reappearance in my life, I think I would be just as scared as I was before, which kind of sucks. But at this point, I haven't seen him in a couple of years. And so I look back on this and it's it's almost kind of cringy funny in a way where I'm like, oh, my God, did that actually happen? I mean, who sits there and goes, yeah, in high school I had a creepy kid push a bunch of basically like smut fan fiction (laughs) about him and I into my locker. But it's no big deal. You you were his demon queen. Oh, oh God. Unfortunately, th- those words still get to me this day. So gross. That, those words still Demon get to me, queen. and I cringe so uh, hard. Oh, my God. But at the same time, I'm sitting here, and I'm smiling, and yeah. I'm kind of laughing about it, because as much as it's cringy, it's still, like, cringy it's but funny, funny now. Yeah. Um, but, no, as I said, you know, keep yourself safe. Do what you need to do, and I'm sure at some point you guys will hear all about my other stalker stories. This is, unfortunately, the first of many I told you. A series of unfortunate events. Just very unlucky. <laughs> Um, so I think next time we will probably talk about one of Aaliyah's experiences. Yes. So stay tuned for that, and we will see you in the next episode. Take it gay by gay, guys. Bye.